What's up, guys? This is Fear the Father, where I aim to empower young men through the Bible and my understandings in what the Lord has spoken to me through it. My name is Tanner, and I'm here with the guys from The 43 Project. This week... We have another awesome opportunity to welcome back CJ. I got a lot of feedback from you guys saying that you love to have him out on the podcast, so I wanted to bring him back and just do a little Q&A with him. What's up, CJ? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm surprised that, you know, they really enjoyed it and they won't, won't be back. No, <laughs> it's good to be back, man. Hey, uh, we're, we're happy to have you, man. We're happy to have you. Appreciate it. Yeah, they loved it. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to ask you some questions kind of that I just typed up that I like to uh, ask people that I think are maybe further ahead in their faith or just in a similar place than me that I can kind of pick their minds and see uh, where they're at in life and what they think uh, as we try to take our, our personal spirituality and kind of apply it to the whole world and the greater scheme of things, right? We're all called to have our faith with ourselves, but at the end of the day, we're also called to disciple and to, to go out and reach other people. So yep. that's kind of where these uh, questions stem from. So be a little bit more scripted than last time you were on here, I guess, where I'm just going to ask questions, but basically I'll just ask them and, and let you fire away. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, cool, man. So the first one, probably one of my favorite questions to ask people right now that are my age or similar age is, what do you think our generation is missing most in their faith right now? Ooh. Um, I would I would say for uh, this young adult generation, um, they're just looking for people to be authentic. I would say the word authenticity is huge right now. Um, people that are going to be real straight up and just be real about who they are um, and be real about what's going what's going on in uh, the other person's life. Just these authentic relationships is what they're looking at. I think uh, in our society today, we need to show Jesus through our actions more rather than just speaking about Jesus. Now, I'm all about uh, being evangelical and spreading the gospel. Um, that's how my heart beats anyway um, in our ministry. But um, I think it's so crucial now to show this generation um, through our actions. And so, and so I think people, someone, someone always told me like, People are always watching. They mm. they might not always be listening, but but they're always watching because they want to see: Are you who you say you are? Like, mm -hmm. are you gonna be who you say you are? Um, and so, um, our actions speak louder than words. It goes back to that common phrase, right? Um, that cliche. But they're trying to see: Are, are they gonna show Jesus through their actions? And so, um, I think for a, a, a lot of people in this generation they've seen people uh say one thing but then show another action whether it's in a family or friends or people around them and i think um as the body of christ we've we failed at sh truly showing and living out our faith rather than just always talking about our faith and so i think they're really looking for those actions so how instead of uh, talking about compassion, how, do, how can we be compassionate? Instead of talking about the love of Christ, how can we show love to these people? Instead of, instead of talking about uh, grace, let's uh, have grace toward people, especially with teens and young adults. Uh, it's so encouraging to, um, when they express things in their life, to accept them and not judge them mm. um, and just show them compassion and grace that way. I think this society is so quick and, and we've kind of 
you know, as a body of Christ, haven't done a, a great job of just uh, loving people through their story and um, being slow to judge and quick to listen um, is kind of the best way we can go forward and truly showing people Christ through our actions. And so, um, yeah, just accepting them and not judging them, uh, I think, is a huge thing of where we can truly live out our faith. OK, right on, man. So. The biggest things I would take away from that were authenticity and don't judge, right? Yeah. And uh, I think I just want to throw this in there just as a little tidbit. I think it's awesome that you brought up the fact of authenticity because the last time that you were on here, we were talking about the Bible, right? And yeah. there's no better way to learn how to live like Christ than to be in your Bible. So yeah, that piggybacks off of that well, man. So those were some excellent points. Um, the next question I had for you was, if you had the chance to speak to all young believers, what would your message be? Man, yeah, that's that's a doozy of a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say young believers in this society, young people that are choosing to accept Jesus need to be protected at all costs. Mm-hmm. Like um, they're like rare diamonds in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I admire uh, young adults, teenagers, anyone that's choosing to accept Jesus, but are also uh young in their faith and just young as a person it's i admire that there's no way i could stay focused in this this day and age with social media uh you know netflix hulu disney plus what you know why did they even add the plus there's more isn't disney enough just by itself (laughs) all this content all these things pulling for our attention and grabbing us just the technology now like you literally don't even have to leave your house like um your whole life can be planned through an app at a touch of a button. So um, to, to choose Jesus over all these other things, uh, I think that's there's something to be said about that today. Rather, you know, 15 years ago when I was, you know, a sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. um, when MySpace was just making its debut. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that word being protected, how can young believers be protected? Um, I would say that, Number one is uh, community. You know, who, who are the people they're, they're placing around them, wh- themselves? What, what is their circle, their social circus? What's their influence? Who are they listening to? Uh, do they have mentors in their, li- their lives? Are they listening to people that's, that's been through life, made mistakes? Um, or is their main influence their friends uh, who's also trying to figure things out just right alongside them? Yeah, right. um, and so... Uh, if they're they're young believers in their faith, I would say get around other people that are trying to live the same way, that are your same age, kind of unify together, because there would be uh, there there's nothing more that the enemy wants to do, uh, that Satan wants to do is to drag young people away from Jesus, and so uh, and I think there's I'm, I'll get into a little bit. I think there's a, a reason for that because of the the implications of this generation, the impact that they potentially can have, and so. Uh, just protecting yourself and, and surrounding yourself with people that are going to speak into you, be encouraging, um, and then are going to support your beliefs. Uh, another thing I would say is uh, safeguards. Uh, what are the things you're watching? What are the things you're listening to? What's influencing you? What are you pouring into your spirit on a daily basis? Are they things of God? Is it the truth of Jesus? Um, is it the, uh, the fruits of the spirit, right? What kind of spiritual diet are you on? Uh, <laughs> Um, it, you know, are you pouring uh, peace, love, joy, grace, thing, those things into your body? Or are you being more influenced by all those things we talked about with social media? Um, and, and I'm not saying social media is bad, man. You know, uh, 
you know, follow me. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> uh, but it's just how you go about it. You have to you have to guard yourself in this uh, this this culture we live in because it's going to be so easy to get off track and find yourself distant from your original uh, faith that you are putting in Jesus. And so um, I encourage uh, young young people, uh, whether you're a teenager, young adult, if you're following Jesus, um, I, one, I admire you. I applaud you. Um, I would I would encourage you right now uh, and just say keep pursuing and chasing jesus with all your heart wholeheartedly and uh just to stay strong in that and let i want to let you know you're not alone um if you're not plugged into a young adult ministry get plugged in get that community if you're not plugged into a student ministry get plugged into that be around people that are trying to pursue jesus alongside of you and i would definitely say that Uh, The enemy wants to stop this next generation from following Jesus. I believe this next generation is going to have more impact and creativity uh, in this world that we've never seen before because of technology. They're going to be able to reach more faster. And so, um, yeah, protect them at all costs. They're they're national treasures, man. They're they're worldwide uh, treasures in the kingdom of God. And keep fighting. That's awesome, man. Love that. All right. Our next question is going to be, um, so you talked about all of that. So we'll get, we'll get back to it. Maybe a little bit back to your grassroots when you were a little kiddo, right? I don't know. I don't know when this came to you. We're about to find out in your walk with Christ. What has been the verse or lesson that has provided the best foundation for you? Like what has really kept you grounded and, and, and been your motivation for pursuing this life with Christ that you have? There's so many, there's so many. Um, but the one in particular, that you know i could talk about for days um i won't i promise i mean how much time we got in the pocket (laughs) this is a (laughs) 70 part series on uh (laughs) no um the the scripture that holds true to my life i just love i was one of the first scriptures i learned um that's second timothy 1 7 um for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind uh this is what i have tattooed literally on my arm um and I just I just love this scripture, not only because it was the first one that, you know, I learned growing up. My mom would say this to me before I went to sleep. So it was like the thing that um, removed fear, you know, as a child. But for me growing up, um, I grew up in a single parent household. Um, I'm the oldest of four kids. And my my father um, started a, a, a severe drug addiction at the age of nine. Um, so elementary school, uh, my dad uh there was an issue where he got depressed um, and yeah, he got, he got addicted to, to drugs. And so he'd be gone for like two or three weeks at a time. Um, and I remember waiting by the door like for hours for my dad to come home. And I would ask my mom like, you know, where's dad at? And she'd say, well, he's at work. And I'm like, man, this is a lot of overtime. I don't know where he's at. And uh, yeah, two, three weeks at a time he'd be gone. And then when he was in the house, sometimes he'd be, you know, strung out or having an episode. Um, be really paranoid because of the drugs he was using and sometimes he would hallucinate and be running through the house a grown man just running through the house screaming as as if things were chasing him so there was a lot of fear with me being the oldest trying to protect my siblings um, me not knowing where my dad was and when he was home not knowing what was going to happen the worst times of his addictions or episodes was him being super paranoid uh, and getting physically abusive with my mother so seeing her go through that, seeing, um, you know, uh, just that physical, uh, the, the, the violence, domestic violence in the household, 
uh, there was just a lot of fear and I know what was going to happen next. Um, and I just, I lived in that. And then, um, you know, my parents got divorced at 13, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but within that I had to overcome a lot of fear, but that, that scripture would help me get through those times. And I could kind of cling on to that. You know, God hasn't given me the spirit of fear. So God's with me in this moment. I don't have to be extremely afraid, even though I was, it, it helped me. And then even in my adulthood, um, I had experience maybe two years ago, um, where I was experiencing anxiety. Um, this was right in the beginning where I first started in youth ministry. Um, and I was with the youth ministry that would send, they would send me, my, they sent me my first two years to Colorado to a conference. And, uh, the, the second time I went out there, the conference was all about teaching and learning how to public speak and be in front of people, mm. even getting on the plane. I had a lot of anxiety. Um, and I had a full blown like panic attack yeah. um, on the plane. And that was like my first experience with something like that. And then as the conference was going on, we, you know, as I was there in the hotel, I was feeling just my heart pounding a lot. And then right before I did like my first presentation in front of people, there was like a fire alarm that went off right before I was about to speak, which didn't help my anxiety at the yeah, moment. Right. And, off your mojo. and I was already thinking like, we have to get out of here. We're going to die mm-hmm. in here. And so I just dealt with that and uh, there was a moment to do worship there and I just asked God to remove that, um, the anxiety, the panic attacks and all that. And so all this fear that was mounting up, I'm an Enneagram one <laughs> just to add a little something. Uh, and so I, I strive for perfection to, to my fault. A lot of times I'm uh, always thinking, how can I make this better or how can I live up uh, or be of value doing this in an excellent way, anything I do. And so I don't want to make mistakes. And so when it came to speaking, teaching, anything like that, there's so much anxiety built up. But I chose to, you know, let God have that and be like, God, if you've called me to do this and be up in front of people like you want me here, um, then I shouldn't have any fear. And I should be filled with those things of love, power uh, and a sound mind. Um, which are characteristics of the Holy Spirit. That's another cool thing. Uh, I knew that scripture all my life, but then uh, as I was getting it tattooed on me, I was learning in that moment. I'm like, these aren't things he's saying we shouldn't have. It's telling us who the Holy Spirit is. You know, mm-hmm. he hasn't given you a spirit of fear. And he's talking about the spirit of God being holy and being of power, love and a sound mind. So how do I use those three things through everything I do? Um, latching onto those things to help me overcome any any obstacle in life so I, yeah that that scripture is a whole sermon i could talk deep, to you for days about yeah. that yeah that's a lot that's a lot thank you for sharing all that man that's that's a great takeaway from that i definitely have read that verse a few times and, and didn't didn't pull that message away myself there so thank you for sharing that man yep um <clears throat> all right and that'll bring us to our last question here and that is uh what is your calling or mission here on earth as a youth pastor and why do you feel called to get into ministry like what what was it that motivated you to go out and help man. kids they're crazy man kids are wild sometimes they are <laughs> we love them but they're cray cray they're yeah. ridiculous um uh it's always funny hearing that question because I, I this was never the plan like i always joke with people and say i trip landed and became a youth leader like i was <laughs> like oh wow um so graduating college Two weeks before I graduated, I went in the computer lab and I literally Googled what should I do with my sociology degree. I don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, and the first thing, right no, I, yeah, this is great advice right now. Yeah. I'm giving to everyone. Uh, make sure you wait two weeks right before you graduate <laughs> to go in there and figure it out. So I go into the computer lab and I Google 
you know, what should I do with my social? True story. And, and the first thing that pops up is youth services. And so I click on that. And, and the first example is Boys and Girls Club. So um, I went to school uh, here in Michigan, um, but I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. And I graduate. I go back home to Ohio. I'm living with mom again. I'm like, I have no idea what I want to do, but I have an idea what I might want to do. And I'm like, hey, Boys and Girls Club. My mom gets super excited. She's like, you need to go downtown. That's where they have the headquarters. Go talk to them. I drive down there and I fill out an application. I give it to like the administrative assistant person. I'm like, all right, great. I drive away. As I'm driving away, they call me and they're like, yeah, we can put you at a school site tomorrow. Like <laughs> <laughs> inner city Cleveland. They're like, please help us. Yeah, you know? we need you. Uh, <laughs> and so they placed me at this school, Charles Elliott School. It's K through eight, all in one building, which it wow. probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. And um, I'm with inner city kids coming from all kind of da- dangerous backgrounds and stories. Um, and I'm like their gym instructor, but I'm helping them out with homework. And, you know, it was just easy and kids were like gravitating towards me and I was relating to their stories and I loved it. And in that moment I was like, God, I don't know what this is, but I like it. Like, Mm -hmm. like, and I felt like it was that um, role where my, my passion for youth, especially at risk uh, students coming alongside them, being a mentor, speaking into their life. That's where the flame lit. And um, um, I wanted to pursue that um, every since. And so, I was with another organization after that was just solely based you for Christ. They were solely based on just evangelical work, um, reaching students that wanted nothing to do with Jesus, nothing to do with church. And I was developing relationships with them um, and then sharing my faith and uh, being the bridge between them and a a real life with Jesus. Uh, I saw students um, that I met in the cafeteria. This was all high school ministry. Um, Get to know them. I, I literally saw from A to Z. Um, one conversation turned to, hey, let's meet for pizza. That turned into, hey, let me show up at your basketball game. Um, that turned into, hey, come to our weekly thing, um, which turned to going into summer camp and then seeing them profess and say yes out loud to Jesus um, and them following following him wholeheartedly. And I was like, I want to do this the rest of my life. This yeah. is it right here. There's nothing better than this right here. This is where yeah. it's at. And uh, I was like, yeah, God, if I can do this, um, this is what I want to do and so um, since then you know uh, being a youth pastor now in my my role about a year oh man it's just like you when you know what you're truly designed to do what you're called to do there it's just an undeniable call um, regardless what anyone says you know and I had people in my family say well, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, the right thing or, or maybe you should, you know, pursue something that's going to have more uh, income or whatever. But it was like it was never about that. You know, it's like when you're truly passionate about what you do, um, sometimes I forget that I, this is my job. Like yeah. <laughs> this is just uh, what I'm called to do. And uh, yeah, I love it, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know I've had a great time serving underneath of you with that youth group ministry and, and learning from you, man. You're a wealth of knowledge and I always appreciate what you have to say and, and just the opportunity to learn from you. You know, uh, I, I can definitely tell that you're serving God's purpose for your life and it's mm-hmm. cool to watch that unfold, man. And I'm just, just happy to be a spectator on the journey, you know, so keep doing what you're doing, man. And, uh, yeah, just keep telling the world about God. You're you're an amazing vessel for him and for his word. And I know I appreciate you. And I'm sure that everybody on the podcast here is going to appreciate you coming out again. So on behalf of myself and all the listeners, we want to say thanks again for coming out, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, man. 
we'll have to have you back maybe teach teach the teach the world how to get on purpose you know to hey figure man, out what you're supposed to be doing I'm, I'm good to go whenever you yeah. want a hey, purpose whatever i love that word that might be the next tattoo even yeah. though my wife says i'm, I'm done so <laughs> we'll, see we'll, what, see. we'll see what we can we'll do see. we'll bring that to the negotiation table yeah all right guys well thanks for tuning in if you guys like the message today or if you if it spoke to you or you feel like somebody in your life would benefit from hearing this message go ahead and hit share down at the bottom of the page there and subscribe and hit us with a five-star rating we'll be hearing from you